Hey, everybody, welcome to the Art of Relationship show. Um, might be a minute later, so hey, um, I had a comment on a my YouTube <coughs> channel at uh, Love Guru Greg that was sort of brought up this episode today, which is about stay or go in a relationship or marriage. And a lot of people battle this dilemma, right? It's not easy, right? When your heart gets broken or you're afraid to hurt somebody else. But going back, I had a comma or comment, sorry, on my YouTube on one of my videos I posted, uh, stated, uh, I believe it was a gentleman that stated that, you know, all, all marriage counselors, whatever, uh, want to make sure that the marriage or relationship stays together. And I went, no, that's not true. There might be some out there that at all costs, oh, you got to stay together. That's bias. That's judgmental. My philosophy, and I've stated this over and over for many years, I want to help couples get more connected emotionally, intimately, uh, mentally, have fun together more than they ever felt in their life. I would love that. Or to help the couple understand that they don't vibe together, that maybe they're not good together. Maybe they might not be fully toxic together, but neither one or one of the couple is not being fulfilled in the relationship. And I'm going to go over about, you know, this situation. I get this probably on a daily basis. Greg, should I stay? Should I go? And I run this down about, you know, what you're getting out of the relationship, out of the marriage. I'm not talking about everything's your way or being selfish. No, not at all. Oh, before people join in the live comment down below, I'd love to see your take, you know, what your comments are and your questions as well. I'll take them as we go. So we look at, you know, a big issue about, you know, a given might be physical violence, right? If, and I look at people might have alcohol issue or have a drunken night and they end up pushing each other, shoving each other. And I look at that, you know, oh, you should definitely break up or go. Not necessarily. If it's an isolated one-time situation, absolutely. Again, like anything, there has to be genuine remorse. There has to be genuine guilt and the most important thing is you have to make sure it never happens again, right? Now, if they are repeated physical altercations and everybody assumes it's men out there, but there's women that are the perpetrators that will hit, kick, bite their partner as well. So if it's a repeated offense, my situation is you need to go, okay? You need to be able to go and not stay in that relationship for your own health, physical health, mental well-being, emotional well-being. You get me your sense of self, your self-respect and self-love. So let me get that out there, okay? If there is constant threats, well, I'm going to divorce you, I'm going to break up, uh, that there are very a lot of coercion in that relationship or marriage situation, I want you to be able to look at, you know, what is going on and I want you to look at, hey, why am I tolerating this and why am I dealing with this situation at all? Why am I putting up with this and I shouldn't? Plain and simple, right? So, oops, sorry, trying to adjust everything. So I want you to be able to look at the situation and what is going on <clears throat> to be able to handle um, 
you know, not being threatened anymore. Hey, you keep threatening about leaving me, ending the relationship, and it's a repeated thing. So I'm going to tell you I'm done. This is not healthy for me, and I'm going to go after and be in a healthy, happier situation than what I am. So that would be a situation where I tell people to be able to leave, to be able to go after it, and to be able to look at I'm not going to stay in a situation where I feel like I'm constantly being guilt tripped, that I'm constantly being able to be uh, manipulated or threatened that the relationship is going to end or I'm going to divorce. So I'm going to empower myself and say, I'm going to be done. I'm not going to go in this situation any longer. Okay. So one thing that a lot of people look at, and you've heard me mention this before, as far as, you know, three main things that people look for in a relationship or that make a healthy, happy relationship, okay, is love, lust, which is, uh, you've heard me mention lust as chemistry, and also compatibility, right? So when you look at the situation, you might love somebody, but it might be just a friendship, and you don't want to hurt that individual's feelings, okay? I get that. I understand that. It's so not easy. So I want you to be able to look at, you know, is it just like a friendship situation and you're not being fulfilled intimately, sexually, okay? You feel like you're living with a cousin or a brother or a sister, that type of situation, and you're not being fulfilled on a romantic or that lust, that chemistry, that physical chemistry is not there then that might be a situation where you say, you know what, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm not happy. We are, again, we're not right or wrong. It's just different and we want different things. A lot of people want to win. A lot of people want to look at a situation where they want to, it's a win or lose. And I'm I'm going to be the one-up power person and I'm going to make sure you're down. And you find this in a lot of relationships and a lot of marriages where one of the person wants to always maintain that power. They won't own what they do in the relationship. They'll twist and turn and flip it. It's always on that other person, okay? That's not a healthy situation either, and I recommend if that person doesn't own what they're doing and stop it. That's part of, you know what, compatibility, and that's not about feeling loved. That's feeling ridiculed and being bashed. I tell people, now it's a situation you might want to look at leaving the relationship and going to a healthier situation. Again, it's not easy. A lot of people assume, oh, we go to marriage counseling and I'm honest, I'm upfront about this. Okay. Oh, we're going to one person. Oh, we're going to heal. Everything's fine. But the other one has a different agenda and they want to end the relationship or marriage. And it's very, very difficult. And the one that wants to save the relationship, they'll bash me, the therapist, counselor, They'll bash their other person and rip them apart because, oh, therapy didn't work. Well, how does it work when one person is definitive about leaving the relationship? That's where I help that individual understand, do you want somebody that loves you, that cherishes you, that desires you in the way that you want? Again, not everything's perfect, but to look at these core elements in a relationship and what you're getting or what you're not getting out of that relationship, okay? So that's where I want people to be able to look at, you know, what is going on and what is happening to be able to make a healthy decision that, you know what, 
I might be in a situation where it's better, it's healthier for me to, you know, leave the relationship or marriage because I don't want to make that other person not feel loved, not feel desired, not feel, you know, appreciated or that we, you know, don't just jive together. Another aspect is looking at how much fun do you have in a relationship? Do you laugh a lot? And we know life happens, you know, people lose children, people lose loved ones. It's not always easy, but do you honestly, openly enjoy each other? This is part of the compatibilities. <clears throat> one person might like to go out and have one or two drinks and the other one doesn't want to drink at all. The other one um, their idea is maybe Netflix and chill all the time, but they don't like other activities. Uh, that's where that compatibility comes in, or it comes into a lot of people, even you know, in maybe newer relationships or you've been together thinking it would change, where maybe you share the same religious beliefs and then one changes, where one is more devout or one you know, you're both very religious. Now one changes, I'm not religious any longer. And then you look at, is that a huge contradictory aspect into your relationship? And is that reason that you should go or do you stay in that relationship living like two separate lives and what is crucial to you? It's not healthy. I'm all about trying to, you know, help people come together, trying to heal relationships and marriages but I'm honest, that doesn't always mean that it's possible or it's in the well-being of each party or person, okay? Again, remember, you can join in the chat down below, people. I'd love to hear your questions, your comments. And I'm trying a new, actually, a new platform today. Uh, so I want to make sure that it's working and everything's jiving okay, okay? And the chat is um, working. So join in and let me know that you hear me. Everything's cool. And, you know, we'll continue. So we look at another thing about is sexual differences. One, and you've heard me mention this on numerous situations where one wants to be intimate, you know, once every six, seven months. And the other one wants it four or five, six times a day. And it's not a gender thing. Don't all oh, men are like this. No, they're not. There are so many similarities, so many differences in each gender. So I want you to be able to understand that, okay? So I want you to be able to understand those elements, <coughs> excuse me, and to be you know open and honest. And you have a lot of people that will try to take your side one way or another that will say, oh, sex isn't supposed to be the most important thing in a relationship. You need to be okay not being intimate. And I'm like, no, you don't. Number one, who told you that? They're lying to you. You get me? If it's religion, if it's culture, if it's your mom, your grandmother, your grandfather, uncle, friends, whatever, because they might have a lower sex drive than you. And they're trying to tell you, oh, you need to be okay in a sexless or a relationship where that intimacy is not there. And they're trying to tell you it's more, you know, you need to be okay with that. And I tell people, again, I'm blunt, I'm honest. What is the difference between a friendship and a romantic interest, right? It is the intimacy. It's the physical intimacy, the holding hands, the touches, the, um, you know, the sex, that aspect, maybe one person is okay with oral and the other one hates oral, but the other one craves it and loves it. 
Um, RxBB, man, I appreciate it. Oh, you can hear me. Cool. Um, what is your opinion on no sex until marriage? My philosophy is, and I'm blunt on this, ever since I taught college classes, graduate classes, human sexuality on this, <clears throat> I respect everybody's beliefs. But my opinion on no sex until marriage, I think you're setting yourself up for trouble. Okay. Let me uh, explain what happens when you're married and you're not sexual compatible. You're not intimately sexually compatible. Now you're married. Now what happens? Now that's my main, if you will, my main premise. And I, I don't promote um, waiting till you get married to have sex. I, I just don't. I'm very sex positive. I'm very, um, I'm not about shaming anybody about their sexual appetite or, you know, orientation or anything at that for men, for women, whatever. So that's my premise is huge because everybody you stay in a marriage or you get married and all of a sudden you're waiting to see, you can talk about, you know, intimacy, sex. You can talk about all that aspect, but there's a difference between talking about it and then actually living it. So that's what, I, that's what I'm huge about because that's going to create a huge issue. If you're not sexually compatible, what's going to happen? One is going to stay in the marriage um, or both of them are going to stay in the marriage. Oh, think we're okay. The other one is okay with us not being compatible. And then they go out and cheat or they have a, you know, they go out and cheat because they miss that. They want that healthy, active, connected sex life. And then the other one's mad about it and they want you to sacrifice you um, giving up a fulfilling sex life because that's not important to them. They want you to have it not important to them too. That's selfish, okay? And that's when I said about reasons about staying in a relationship or going. Um, I don't want anyone to be held hostage, and that's where that coercion comes in. Oh, you married me, and we took vows together, and I respect vows about death do us part forever and ever, sickness and health. But I also asked, did you also take a vow to be miserable, to not like each other, and not live a happy, fulfilling life? We're not talking perfect, not at all. So RX, uh, BB, I hope that answered your question. It might not be what you wanted to hear, but I'm open and, you know, I'm honest. I, I look at, you know, what I've dealt with with couples the last, oh boy, 21 plus years working with couples, infidelity, uh, trust issues, uh, you know, being a sex specialist as well. And I run into these issues and these, you know, a lot of people say pragmatic that, oh, I can live with this. I can be okay with this. And they end up lying to themselves. So that is a huge issue. That's why I never, ever promote um, waiting until you get married for sex. Okay. You know, be safe, be practice, you know, all that aspect, but that's a huge compatibility aspect to a relationship. And you have people in here that tell you, Oh, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be important. You know what? Then that's okay. It's not a right or wrong. If it's not important to you, you need to be with somebody that intimacy, physical intimacy, sex is not that important to them as well. Or you're just, you're going to blow up. You're going to collide. And eventually it's not going to work out and you're going to end eventually, or you're going to be living together and one is going to be miserable in that relationship. And you, you know, you wonder when resentment builds, Bill, why are you mad? Why are you unhappy? Why are you angry? 
all the time. Well, this is why. Oh, but you still have to stay with me. No, that's selfish. That's unhealthy. And that is not promoting self-love and self-respect, okay? Another aspect about deciding. Do you look at, everybody looks at, oh, if we have an argument, that's the end of the relationship. No, it isn't. Sometimes arguing can breathe fire, oxygen to the relationship. Now, don't take me out of context, okay, people? Um, that does not mean, Greg, or, you know, I condone uh, arguing, fighting. No, I don't. Sometimes that happens. Any relationship, any friendship, sibling relationships, you might argue, you might fight. It's how you heal those um, and how you reconcile, how you own your role in that, and how you show remorse and care for that person after that, and you try to make sure that doesn't happen again, okay? Now, what I mean about your decision to stay or go, <clears throat> and the go would be, I would advocate for you to go, if there's constant fighting, constant arguing, and it is like an everyday, everyday situation, and there's no resolve. It's a rinse and repeat. It's a situation maybe one wants to be heard and talked about and connected with, and the other one just wants to be right all the time, and the other one goes to talk and wants to be heard. Hey, I feel heard. I feel, And the other one doesn't want to listen, causes an argument, or another thing, part of argument, I call it passive arguing, is they shut down. They don't want to talk. They don't want to resolve the issue. They just want to shut down and pretend like it never happened. And then the next day, a couple hours later, like everything's fine. Everything's great. And the other person's left. You don't care what I feel like. You don't even try to connect what I feel. Like uh, an example would be, oh, Greg, I get you. I get how you might feel this way. Or I might say, hey, I, I get how you feel. I, I don't want you to feel this way anymore. And you make amends and try to make sure that doesn't happen any further, right? But sometimes that doesn't happen because of insecurities, because of maybe plain arrogance, right? Um, that need, And if it's a constant rinse and repeat, you have to look at, is this relationship salvageable? And would I be better off leaving the relationship, okay? So I said this before, no enjoyment. You're not getting any satisfaction, it's maybe a rinse and repeat. It's a blah, blah, blah. You're not getting fulfilled on a mental level. Maybe the level of conversation is just blah. It's, you know, just simple. Yes, no, maybe. There's no depth to it. Uh, you're not laughing together. You're not joking around. You're not being playful with each other. Those are situations to really assess and to really do a great take on you know, should I stay or should I go in a relationship, okay? And a big thing that comes up that people stay in a relationship or a marriage, an unhealthy one, it might not be toxic, but it might be very unhealthy, okay? No enjoyment. It's almost depressing being in that situation. But Greg, we have kids. I hear it all the time. And I'll ask, what um, makes you stay together. Not not that I want you to separate or divorce or break up. No, not at all. Um, that's not why I'm asking it. But I'm going to ask, what? why are you still together? And one of the first things I hear from a lot of people, well, we have kids. I hear it from everybody, right? Greg, but we have kids. And I'm, I ask them, 
Do you want your kids when they get older, or maybe they are older now, do you want them to have the same type of relationship or marriage that you two have? And both of them like with a reflex. Oh, hell no, Greg, not at all. Now, what can we do about that to maybe heal your relationship or marriage to get you where you'd be okay if they had the same type of marriage or relationship that you two have now or better, not now or in the past, but better. You know, when you're healthier, more connected, more loving, more fun, that you would like them to have that or, right, do you decide that your relationship or marriage is damaging the kids because staying in an unhealthy relationship or a marriage, I'm going to tell you, does more damage to those kids than if you divorced or broke up, okay? There's a lot of research, a lot of statistics that back this up, that kids in an unhealthy relationship where there's a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of arguing, physical altercations, it's unhealthy for those kids to be in that situation than if you, the parents, um, divorced or broke up, okay? And a lot, another situation is where the parents, they might not argue at all, but another situation is where they don't talk. There's no interaction. They don't really say hi, good morning. They don't give each other a hug, a kiss at all. It's like living as not even roommates might like each other. Roommates might interact with each other, but they don't do anything together. They don't engage. They don't even watch TV together. They're like separate lives. They're just going through the motions that also is unhealthy for the kids and assess your relationship or marriage to look at, you know what, is this doing damage to our kids? A lot of people assume, right, we stay together and, you know, we stayed together for the kids. We stayed married for the kids, even though we didn't like each other, because it, it would be more damaging or worse for the kids if we divorced or separated. That's a myth. That is not true. And it also might look at, you know what, the kids want you happy. Most kids, most teens, they want to see mom happy. They want to see dad happy. They don't want to see him disconnected or fighting all the time. And what are you doing to show your kids that that's okay? That's unhealthy, okay? So again, remember, rewatch this, okay? And I have sheets I give couples to, you know, signs that maybe you want to reassess your relationship if you want to stay in it or, you know, you want to try to give it a go. Okay. So I gave some tips and all this. And a lot of people look at, um, like I said, which brought up this episode or topic of the episode was a comment on my YouTube channel that, um, oh, most therapists, Greg, you might be one that, you know, no matter what the relationship or marriage needs to stay together. No, not at all. Cause it's unhealthy. I'm honest. There might be other ones. And if they try everything and they try to persuade you to stay together, no matter what you need to get the hell out of their office because that's bias and that's judgmental in a lot of situations. You know, it's a lot of religious oriented uh, counselors or therapists and that's bias and judgmental. You need to be able to look at, um, the objective, pragmatic side of, you know, what a healthy relationship or marriage is. Nothing's per perfect. You go through chan uh, challenges, sorry. You go through tribulations, absolutely, people. But you also have to look at, you know, are these long-term situations or are they just, you know, ebb and flow? Are they a passing thing? And you can work together as a team 
that number one, to try to understand what each other's feeling, others thinking, and you're actually putting yourself in each other's shoes. And that is a huge point that I want people to be able to go after and to look at and to understand. Okay. So I appreciate you watching. Um, check out my bio on Instagram, Facebook website is the art of relationships.org. Uh, I'd love it if you follow me all over social media and on threads now too. So, um, which is part of Instagram. Okay. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, that's love guru, Greg. I appreciate it. Peace and love to everybody out there. Okay. Take care.